0: Hey there! Welcome to this episode of the Jaded One Percent. I'm Dave, and with me is I'm Joe. Hey Joe, and so hey Joe, that's like a Jimi Hendrix song, isn't it? Hey Joe, <laughs> it is a good, it is. So um, Joe and I have been conversing a little bit uh, before we actually hit the record button and fired up the microphones, and we've decided that our topic for tonight is faith. Um, we've already hit on things like abortion and, um, talking about mother Teresa and prayer prayer. And so it's been very rich up until this point. And we're hoping that we're just trying to maintain. Yeah. Hoping that we are inviting you into a conversation, uh, that you will see as beneficial. So, uh, Joe, anything off the top of your head that you want to ah man not to put you on the spot (laughs)
1: that's all right i don't know uh, the last one that we mentioned prayer um we don't give it enough credit we really don't i think that's
2: i don't do it enough but um i don't think that we we view it as important as we ought to
1: and you know a few minutes ago when we were chatting about this i was during biblical times, when they had the temple, they had the, the curtain that separated the main area from the Holy of Holies, and you had to be a special person, a special priest to be, be able to go in there. You had to wear a bell, because if God decided to <laughs> knock you over dead, they would hear it and drag your body out. Um, but essentially, um, prayer gives us access to God, like those priests had access to God inside the Holy of Holies. And we just... I mean, I forget it. I forget it almost every time I pray. But as I think about it and reflect on that, that's really what we're doing. Um, You know, and we'd we'd already mentioned that we were talking about Mother Teresa. And and one of the things that she said is, prayer is not asking, prayer is putting oneself in the hands of God, at His disposition and listening to His voice in the depth of our hearts. I I think that's really what it is. It's prayer, you know, putting ourselves in God, in the hands of who God is and and being open to anything that he might have for us i mean if you think about who god is i mean we we don't have the minds to comprehend no i mean how does the finite comprehend the infinite but yet we get the privilege we get the ability to pray to him mhm that's that's pretty uh that's pretty incredible yeah when you try to quantify it and 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 everything that he has created, you know, he still makes time to listen. I mean, that's a, that. I mean, it ends up being a big deal because there's a I, there's a lot going on with my own life, let alone the entire world or, or universe. And so, him being able to have the time to listen to me, you know, beg, plead, gripe, you know, hear my anger and 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 all that, you know, that's that's a big deal. And we need to give that more credit. So, that's you know one of the challenges with faith is. Spending time in prayer, spending time with God, that is, I don't know, we should do it more.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right, because, you know, first of all, the Holy of Holies was this place that God's, you know, God existed there to the point where, um, I think it was the Levitical priest, I don't know if it, anyway, the priest who went in there really had to have his heart prepared for being in God's presence. Otherwise he could be stricken dead. And if the bell quit ringing, they not only did they have a bell, but they had a rope tied to their leg that they got dragged back out. Now, (laughs) now whether that ever really happened or not, I guess I don't really know, but, but yeah, so it is a big deal that one, at one point you could literally die if you were brought into the presence of God and that curtain was torn. And now the presence is available to us. Uh, because of what jesus christ did on the cross and um (laughs) you know whatever you know he did that allows us to be in god's presence which which is ultimately you know um he died for our sins and makes us um yeah even as i'm saying that i'm like oh my gosh just the things i did today would disqualify you know would disqualify me from I can't make it twenty-four hours without sending, but um but then even in that just that idea of you know we have access to the creator of the universe and we don't treat that the way we would treat meeting an all-star baseball player the way we would treat meeting you know, people that are famous for just being famous anymore, you know, they really haven't done anything other than their name is known. Um, but yet we know the creator and we have access to him. And it's like you said, it's not just we have access to him, but he actually engages with us and hears us. And humbling is it is humbling. It is very, very humbling. So, um, I know one of the things that you and I have talked about is, um, we'd kind of gotten in this sort of um as as we've done the jaded podcast um kind of getting i don't so much negative but maybe uh, we've tended to have a more somber tone and the jadedness and the cynical and and all that was coming through and so we spent some time uh just talking about movies and tv shows and um we haven't even talked about this tonight so but really our, our our evening has just sort of kind of revolved around god and how good he is and our faith and how we express our faith in him and um so so i by to give him the glory we've kind of landed on this a little bit more positive topic tonight without really being all that intentional of we've got to shift gears we've got to change it we've got to do something different it seems like it, I mean, our time together has already been that place.
1: Well, you you said it earlier, you want to be salt and light. You know, we want to be able to, to glorify God, but also talk about Him, talk about Him with others, and mm-hmm. hopefully be a positive influence on those who don't know Him so that, you know, that has, so that maybe one day they can come to know Him. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of... You know, the Bible's clear. It says, talk about God, talk about Him often. Yeah. You know, you know that's part of faith, is being able to, to share, you know, to share the positive and the negative with, you know, with what we're experiencing and in all its facets and where it lands, you know, in the job and where it lands at home and where it lands at church and, and when we're out. I think it, it should affect all of our lives. So, I don't know. God's going to use it and
0: He's turned it the way He wants. So, I guess by that, notion it's probably no surprise <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know i think there's we tend to put a lot of garbage into ourselves and we can be influenced by that uh input and i think it comes from a lot of different places one it can come from the people that we're so for me personally as i was sharing with joe is that You know, we can kind of get into these negative conversations where we complain about everything and really focus on the negative instead of focusing um, on the positive. Uh, You can even look at what you see on social media and start comparing where you feel like you're at and um, what you're actually seeing there. And I think if everybody was honest, it wouldn't take, you know, if if we asked you, do you really think this is what everybody's life is like? And everybody would say, no, we post the good stuff right totally you know and so we all we all know that now there is that element of back when i was in high school if i was home alone on friday night i didn't know what everybody else was doing through social media and yeah now that definitely is the case and being the dad of of raising a couple of teenage girls now young women um that can be difficult, you know, before you didn't know you're being excluded. Now it's like, oh my gosh, it's like in my face of um, that happening. So there there can be a lot of uh, things that influence us and cause us to be um, focused on the negative. And and I guess what I'm thinking about my faith and what I need to do to have a more positive outlook, to pursue God, uh, one is to pray. Uh, the Holy of Holies has, the curtain has been torn. God is available to us. And then the second thing that I think we are to do is, is to read his word, spend time with God reading. That's how he speaks to us. Um, and Romans twelve two is one of the verses that, that came to my mind. So to kind of explain the, where I'm coming from in terms of the negative conversations and social media and the negative input that we in, a, we have coming in, in us. Is Romans twelve two says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect." And if we don't read our the Bible, if we don't spend time in prayer, if we aren't in community with others that um, are like-minded Christians pursuing Him, um, I think it's quick. We're, we're quick to get drawn into the kind of that. Uh, mire the, you know, kind of the yucky place of...
1: Well, I'm going to add to that in Philippians 4, eight says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Um. I think that kind of goes back to what you said. You know, it's easy to get sucked into the negatives of work and everyday life and all the, the bills and the arguments and the kids and you just whatever it may be. But the reality is there is good, and we need to be thinking about those things, and we need to be concentrating on those things more than the negatives. I mean, we're, we're told to, you know. It, 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 in the very end, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. You know it's 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 not saying do these right. It uses the word practice, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I think that's what we want we want we want peace in our lives, we want you know the peace that surpasses all understanding, you know something that calms us from the inside out, not from the outside in
0: that's good, yeah, absolutely, and even as we're talking about this um we're not so naive as to think that you're always in that place, that you're always. Yeah, um, no. Because honestly, um, I feel like for, for us in a lot of ways, uh, Joe and I, and in, in doing the, the jaded 1% is we have both had to persevere uh, in different ways, in different situations. In that, you know, even when things are good, in life, good by the world's standards. It doesn't mean that uh, you don't get frustrated. It doesn't mean you don't get um, pulled down. It doesn't mean that you don't struggle. Um, and we're not trying to convey this message of just be positive. Just turn that frown upside down and everything will be uh, <laughs> perfect because that's not the case. I mean, and, and so we're not, we're not trying to uh present that message whatsoever
1: Yeah no it doesn't really work that way
0: No But I I think I think there is an element of if we take the time to say I'm going to remove myself from this conversation or I'm going to consciously choose something over another uh there can be benefit to that
1: well, I think God honors that decision you know because you're you're making the concerted effort to you know not be a part of whatever the negative is at the time. Mhm. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be, you know, grand, but I think he's I think he no he notices those things. He notices those little things, those that amount of effort that we try to you know, give a situation and and remove ourselves from you know, you know the negative the bad attitudes. Mhm. And it's healthier for us, I think, spiritually and emotionally and and mentally, you know, that we we consciously choose those things versus you know, allowing
0: emotion to let us get sucked into it. Mm-hmm. So let, let, let's say we have somebody out there who is um, in that situation. So in the moment as they're listening to us. They've come across this podcast. Um, maybe even making the initial step of kind of going, I don't like where I'm at. I want to get out of this situation. I need to make some changes. What, Do you have something that comes to mind that you would recommend in terms of I'm in this place, it's not easy, I want to wallow in my frustration, I want to wallow in my... um." I can think of two. I mentioned to you earlier.
1: One, I had a job that was just... I mean, the job was fine, but there were things going on that I didn't like, so I became a very disgruntled employee. But after doing that for so long, I just... I was just sitting there one day at work and just said, I just don't want to feel like this anymore. I mean, I had to actively choose that, that thought. And the other situation was, I, you know, I was suffering from depression. And it, it's, just a, it's a horrible place to be. It's, it really is. It's just, and it's very easy to self-loathe, to, you know, wallow, to, to just remain stuck there. But I got to the point where I just said, I don't want to feel this anymore. And in both instances, it, it's not a fix-all, it's not an instant, you know, oh, everything's better now. Um, it, but I think it does change the way we view where we're at. And it, it opened things up for me to go, all right, there's, there's more to this that, that's good that I'm not acknowledging. And I'm, and I'm more open to, to seeing those things, but I'm more open to, to feeling better. And so I think, you know, the, the big thing, that I'd probably tell anybody would be. Acknowledge where you're at. Because it is what it is. But mentally choose to say, I don't like this and I don't want to be here. And it's not a magic button. You're not going to instantly be better. But I think you posture yourself to to receive something different than just what it has been. Mm-hmm. And it takes time. It definitely takes time. But you know, we we have to be active participants in our own lives when we have to actively choose things that are different than what we have been doing. But you have to start someplace. You got to take a step somewhere. So why not just say, I, I don't like this. I don't want to be here anymore. I think God's going to honor that. He's going to, God is not a genie in a bottle. He doesn't just, you know, you can't just rub the lamp and, and mm-hmm. go, oh, he's, he's, you know, he's going to fix everything. That's not how he works. You know, it, it, you know, he wants us in relationship and relationship takes work. And this is part of that. I think it takes work to, to, to move ourselves into a different spot. And so he wants us to be, you know, he wants us to be active in that. You know, he wants us to be active in our pursuit of him. He wants us to, to choose other things make better choices, but we still have to say yes to those things.
0: Yeah. And I, you know, I think one of the, key things that you said there was um acknowledging where we're at and being truthful with ourselves of this is this is where i am uh because honestly we can't change if we don't really have that assessment of where we are and you know i think the other thing too is is there might be this sense of um i can't do anything like i'm like I've tried. I'm frustrated. I can't do any more. I don't know what else to do, and um, that's where God shows up. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, God sure. is like, God's like, okay, yeah. If you're truly at the at the end of your rope and you've got nothing else, yeah, I, that's where I want you to be. And um, you know, just even kind of acknowledging that sense to God of, God, I don't do the things that I want to do. I do the things I don't want to do. I desire you to be in my life. I want to live for you. And really the term for that is surrender. It's just, God, I surrender to you. I, mm-hmm. I am admitting um, that I am a sinner. I am admitting that I need you. And um, I guess for each individual person, you have to say, God, I want you or I don't want you. Right. And if you say, God, I want you in my life, he's going to show up.
1: I think there's, there, 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 there's a flip side to that. And in my experience has been that we have to actively choose obedience in that. You know, um, you know. part of my struggle was, you know, I don't, you know, with some of my finances and trying to get those under control and, and being able to provide more and feeling very desperate, um, but having a lot of conviction about tithing and being reminded of it by the Holy Spirit over and over and over again, and then actively choosing that knowing that I'm like, I need every single dollar that I'm about to just <laughs> you know, give away back to the church, you know, for to God, because that's what he's asked me to do. But I think that, in you know, in my in obedience, God honored that, and even though I needed every single dollar that I was accounting for as I was tithing, somehow, through all of that, money showed up. Mm-hmm. It was, and don't get me wrong, it was always at the last minute, you know, me just stressing out about it, but, you know, it showed up. I think he wants us to be at a point where we have to be totally reliant on him to make it through, mm-hmm. because the reality is, we don't really have it together. No. We, we you know, we may think we do, but it's, it's really putting our lives into his hands, and as you said, I am surrendering what I have, who I am to you, because I don't. Right. And the last thing and for me, you know, the last thing I know what to do is just to be obedient. I don't know what else to do. So here's my money. <laughs> but he is he's faithful in his in his um in his love for us and and he he does show up. He always shows up. He he never not shows up. The only time he doesn't show up is when we say we tell him don't show up. Yeah. You know, that's, that's ultimately what he does. I mean, it's, it's, it's really him saying, if you choose me, I will be there. If you don't want me, I won't be there. I mean, he really gives us a lot of freedom. He really gives us a lot of free will and choice and, and how much of a relationship, um, you know, we pursue with him. And, you know, he is not, he's not a forceful God. You know, he is he's a, an honorable God. You know, he respects and that's the other thing that I've learned is he is respectful of who I am as a person. Yeah. You, you know, if I, if I call out to him, he answers. It may not always be in the manner that, I, you know, I'm wanting, but he always, always answers.
0: And, and, and I thought you had a really good point there, too, of just, so there's there's the surrender to God, there's the calling out to him. Um, and the term I'm going to use, and I hope this is adequate, of it's not just lip service. It's not just, God, I surrender, I need you. Um. while we can't do anything to earn his grace, we can't do anything to earn him showing up, there may be a need for us to kind of tangibly, physically prove that surrender. Like what you were talking about with like the tithing. So there, there may be a requirement on us of a tangible sort of, I'm going to give this up. I'm going to let go and I'm not going to say I know what that looks like for everybody, because I think for everybody is truly unique Oh, totally to your situation. But yeah, I, I hadn't really... I, I, I look at it as in this
1: way. You know, you and I have a, a friendship, it's a relationship, and it takes work on both of our parts in order for it to work. Right. And if we want it to work well, then it, it definitely takes us both being very intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And I think the same is true with God. God's always t- speaking to us. He's always revealing himself. He is constantly trying to to show himself to us. Are we listening? Are we paying attention? Are we actively seeking him? It does take effort on our part, on our part to participate in that relationship. So yeah, I think it's very appropriate that we actually have to physically and I do mean physically do something. Yeah. Are we in the word? Are we praying? Are we spending time with others, you know, in in uh, communion about Him and doing these things, uh, it does take physical effort to do that because it is a relationship. And, mm-hmm. and as you said, it may be different for for everyone, and it probably will be because we, we get, we're we different people going through different things, but it does take something. Yeah. It does take effort somehow, some way for us to, to do that. And we're either going to do that, or we're going to choose that, or we're not. Yeah, it's very simple. If you want a good friend in your life, you have to be a good friend, and it, both people have to work at it to do it. Yeah, it doesn't. It if it's one sided, then that's not friendship. You know, it's it's something weird. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, it, you know, um, one of the verses that my daughter is keen on is is my oldest daughter Caroline is forty uh, Psalm forty six ten, and it's actually just there's three different sections to it but the very first part of it just says be still and know that I am God and so you know even in saying you have to do something on your part it's like what you said it may it, it, it could truly be as simple as removing all the distractions because what does it mean to be still well I'm going to remove distractions I'm going to remove the tv I'm going to remove the my phone I'm going to remove you know, the people that are my life, and I'm going to be still. I'm going to do nothing. Right. And I'm going to sit, and I'm going to say, God, I'm, I've am i come to you. I'm hoping to be in your presence. I'm hoping to hear from you. And it's not like, okay, five minutes has gone by, God, where are you? I haven't heard from you. You know, it may be daily that we have to do that for a while. It may be for hours on a particular This is one of the things I will say about God. He doesn't seem to do things the same way twice, and there is definitely not a cookie cutter of, well, this worked for me, so this is what you should do. And I don't ever want to give that impression, but I guess my point being is, is, even as we say you need to do something, that doing something may be being still and saying, God, I'm making an effort out of my busy day where there's stuff going on almost every minute, every, you know, every second of every hour. And I'm going to say, I'm, I'm anticipating hearing uh, from you. Um, you know, as as we do things like that, we may get distracted. We may be thinking about all the things that are stressing out and may remove our focus from him. And so um, you may transition into, I'm just going to start reading in the book of John and I'm going to start with the first chapter and i'm going to read for a while god and i'm asking you to show up and i'm asking uh to hear from you and one of the points that i am making is is that um god wants to see from us that we want him and yeah. we may have to struggle wrestle a little bit with what exactly that looks like yeah and where he's going to show up for us uh but if i had to again generalize uh reading the bible spending time in prayer and then being in community where we're around others that desire to know him are are those things but what exactly those may look like and how they play out are certainly going to be different from everybody because uh even back to your point of of individual attention from god well, because it's individual, it may look completely different than what it does for somebody else.
1: For sure. One of the things that I had to do was turn off my radio in the car, <clears throat> and it started with just, you know, I wanted to, you know, I I drive for my job, I have, you know, car time, and the radio was just, I think it was just keeping me from possibilities of hearing from God. Mm-hmm. And to this day, and that started, man gosh, probably three years ago, I don't turn on the radio in my car at all ever anymore. Now, I may throw in earbuds and plug into my phone every once in a while, but as far as the radio is concerned, there's no talk radio, there's no music, um, and I have found that um, I, I do... The Holy Spirit does try to connect with me in those moments of silence yeah. When I'm when there's nothing going on, when all I have to do is... Look at the road, and, you know, stuff that I've written um, on has come to me when I have had the silence in the car, mm. and I like listening to music, you know, I, I enjoy it, but I am I found that I'm fed more when the Holy Spirit engages me than when the music does, yeah. and, you know, and if somebody has it on, I'm not going to tell them to turn it off, or if, if we're in the car with somebody sure. and they want to listen to it, I'm not going to say no, but... um. You know that's what it looked like for me, and you know? and you know I I didn't want I don't think I wanted to at first, but now it's just there's something peaceful at it you know when he says be still and know that I'm God. Do nothing and acknowledge my existence is what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, be open to it. And who knows? I mean, geez,
2: he's he's endless, so yeah, blow your mind so.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'll just, so kind of on a random sort of just, um, since the beginning of the year, which we're almost a month into it now, um, I've, I've made an effort just to listen to Christian music. And it's Christian music that means something to me. So, like, my, I'm listening to it on Pandora, and the initial artist that I listened to was Rich Mullins, which I was sharing with Joe earlier, means a lot to me. And, um, you know, I give the thumbs up, thumbs down to where I've kind of got like a playlist that really resonates with me. And, and, um, I'm not against, uh, listening to other kinds of music. I like my rock and roll. I like my quote unquote secular music. I like the Beatles. I like, you know, but I, I just, I had a sense of, I need to filter some of those things out right now and I want to spend time. And the other thing I really enjoy doing is I really enjoy listening to books on tape between home and work. right And I've even kind of quit doing that um, because I just wanted to be present to God kind of in a worship mode. and so I, I guess my point again, and, and I think you're resonating this is is it looks different from everybody. It may look different in the season that you're in. And if you are, are feeling a nudge from God, to, I'm going to only listen to Jesus' music. I'm only going to listen to Christian <laughs> worship <laughs> songs. Um, or I'm not going to listen to anything, and I'm going to be quiet and listen to him. Um, it may be what you are or aren't watching on TV. God could be nudging you to just simply say, I'm going to play games with my kids while I'm at home and they're awake, and I'm not going to... You know, cloud my time with other things, or I'm going to be present to my wife and have a conversation with her, or um, it can look like just about anything that you can come up with. And in the moment, if it seems a little bit like I'm making too much out of this, or this is just a story I'm telling myself, or this is self-talk, this really isn't from God, you know what? Take the this- Take this step of faith and just say, "God, I feel like you're nudging my heart, you're encouraging me to do a certain act, and uh, I'm going to do that for a while, and I'm asking you to show up and uh, my prayer is is both ways God, if this isn't from you and I'm just being silly, then reveal that to me right if if this is truly how you're asking me to spend time seeking you, then I pray that I would be obedient to it, and I would do it, and even as i'm I'm saying these words in my mouth like It is just an infinite number of things I could am thinking of that God could be asking you to do. It could be He's asking you to walk the dogs. Just go walk the dogs every night for half an hour and meet with me. It could be that He's asking you to garden or spend time in the yard and listen to Him. It could be, you know, I've always I've always wanted to learn the piano, so I'm going to take the time and do that. Or I've always wanted to paint, so I'm going to make the effort to do that. Or I've always wanted to draw or journal. Because we are so uniquely wired for him. Um, what worship and our faith and our obedience to him is as unique as who all of us are. And so... Um, be open. Be open to it. I think part of it is... Um, yeah, I kind of, it reminds me of...
1: Um, what is it? The, the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. So these kids are in the beaver's house and they find out about Aslan. And they're like, who's Aslan? You know, and he... They're told about him, and one of them asks, is he safe? Right. He says, safe? No, he's not safe, but he's good. Yeah. You know, I think that's what it, what it is, is there's this chance that we have to take. And I think God wants us to say, just test me. Just take the chance mm-hmm. and do it and see what happens. Yeah. You know, and for, for me, um, he just said, I dare you to, to do it, just, just to experience what I can offer you. Right, you know, and I'm still in the midst of that. I'm still learning that. I'm not. I, by no means, have that figured out. I'm still trying to, you know, get my life together, so to speak. Um, <laughs> but he's been faithful to show up when when I said, "All right, I'll I'll try it." Yeah, you know, he just always does. You know, and sometimes it's a red flag where it's very apparent. Other times it's very subtle and and gentle, and you don't you don't notice it till after the fact. But he does. You know, he'll he will he will honor you know, your request and he will be faithful in his presence. Just make yourself available, I think, is the is the simple thing to do. Is you've been invited for coffee. You just have to show up. He'll show up. Oh, so yeah.
0: Absolutely. And you know, for again, it's uh our audiences for people that are in the military that are in law enforcement. Um maybe a different kind of first responder or um, who knows? We may have teachers out there listening or folks working in the emergency room or what, whatever it is that is you call um, your profession, your how you give your time. You may feel a little bit jaded and, boy, God may just be asking you to love the unlovable. That might be something that he's asking you to do. He may be asking you to pray over neighborhoods that, you know, if you had it your way, you'd set a match to and be done with it. (laughs) Instead, he's asking you to say, you know, I'll pray for those people. Um, He may be asking you to engage with someone that you would never normally engage with. Maybe enter the, go into a church that you've never been in before. And for that matter, you would just, you have no, like, you're like, I just would never go there. You know, they're Lutherans. I don't want anything to do with Lutherans or or whatever it is. (laughs) You know, I just, I I, I am just truly, I'm having a moment of just being in awe of God and just how endless what he may be asking you to do can be. And um, it may just seem completely random or completely unrelated to him and who he is. And he will just totally show you uh, he's there. You know, God can redeem anything. You know, just be open to it. Um, test it. Uh, you know, is it consistent with, with Scripture? Is it consistent, you know, if you run it by that Christian friend or your pastor or somebody, they'll give you feedback as well. But ultimately, we got to be obedient to him and he'll show us those sorts of things. And... One of the things, too, for me that, I, that I'll just share is that I've had this sense of there is so much more we can do than what we are doing. Very true. And it, I know it's in John, and the particular verse is not coming to my mind, but basically he's just saying, it's the same verse where he talks about, ask for things in my name and I'll give them to you, but also basically says, you'll do greater things than these, and the things that, the, the these is pretty awesome stuff. and. I certainly believe that God shows up in the mundane He's there in the things that we do day in and day out, but in the same way that we have the desire uh, for bigger and greater things, I think He has put that there, the bigger and greater things, and He can make that happen.
1: I'd agree with that. We have pretty vivid imaginations as humans, mm-hmm. and he's greater still, so yeah, it would only make sense that it gets better from there.
0: <laughs> well, I think I've kind of waxed and waned and pining and all <laughs> kinds of rhetoric over here, but I'm kind of winding down. Do you have any thoughts or anything else that you wanted to hit on before we? Uh, it's, it's, I don't know.
1: It's God. Take the risk. You won't lose. It's pretty simple. It doesn't, it doesn't seem simple in the moment. Sometimes it seems crazy, but, um wherever you're at in your faith i would just encourage you take the chance take the risk it may seem crazy but it's god he doesn't he doesn't fail us so just no. just go i mean you you won't be sorry no matter what yeah you, when you choose god you just won't be sorry so wherever you're at he will meet you there and and he will be with you and see it through to the end so be encouraged by that and be risky with him
0: i think those are some good words so We'll leave it there for now, and we appreciate you listening to our show tonight. And hopefully, that uh, you found some benefits in it. Uh, if you wish to uh, reach out to us, you can. Uh, you you found the podcast, so somehow, some way, <laughs> you should be connected to us. But I would say the easiest way, if you want to talk to us directly. Uh, would be to go to the jaded one percent.com and there's places there where you can uh, leave us feedback and uh, we'll get that or you can email us directly at the jaded one percent um, at gmail dot com. Um, the jaded and percent are the words spelled out and then one is just the number one. So the jaded one percent at gmail dot com or the jaded one percent dot com. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to pray for you. If there's anything we can do for you, please reach out to us and um, are grateful that you have joined us on this journey. So thank you for listening. Until next time, we'll uh, say goodbye.
2: See you guys later.